Welcome back to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We have made it to the book of Joshua, sixth book in the Old Testament in the whole Bible, and we're up to chapter two. If you want to read along with me, I'm using the New King James Version of the Bible. Makes it easy to understand for me. So beginning, let's begin with chapter one. Now, I'm sorry, for chapter two, verse one. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. So, this is going to be an interesting chapter. So, Joshua is the new leader of the congregation since Moses has died. Deuteronomy was the last book uh, of the five books of Moses. And Moses obviously didn't write all of those because it continued even after he died. So, it's really a synopsis of where the people, the different struggles and things the people went through to get to that point. Joshua and Caleb were two of the only excuse me, two, the only two spies who were sent by Moses to go explore the promised land, as they're calling it, before they went to go and conquer and occupy it. I'm sorry, conquer and colonize it. Um, and so Joshua, that's who Joshua is. And the interesting part, well, one of the interesting parts is um, the area that they've um, gone to go explore now has a working girl. Her name is Rahab. And she's probably one of the most interesting prostitutes in the Bible. And um, notice that it's not condemned. The prostitution isn't condemned. Neither is Rahab for having that as being a sex worker. So it lets us know that morality changes over time. It's not faithful to what the Bible says, no matter what thumpers may tell you in modern times. Because like I said, she's not condemned for it. And neither are the men who go to her. And she's not the first... Uh, prostitute mentioned in the Bible. She's probably just the most profound. So um, that's the backstory, verse two. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, "Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country." So the um, word has gotten to the king of the area, Jericho. Uh, so that lets us know people were already uh, living in the area that the children of Israel are going in to uh, conquer and um, colonize um, and also the area of Jericho it still exists in modern times at least the ruins of the ancient city does um, so it gives you an idea of what part of the world this is happening in an even closer pinpoint of where all of this is happening um, so word has gotten back to the rulers that there are spies in the land Verse 3, so the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. So um, what Rahab does for a living is obviously not opposed even by the government at the time, letting us know again that um, times change and morality changes. But if people are going to actually be faithful to what the Bible says, this is closer to uh, the beginning than now. Um, then why in the world do people make such an issue of sex workers? It lets us know everything that people thump their Bibles about, they aren't actually aware of or even um, being faithful to what's in it. Because um, if that were the case, prostitution, sex work would be legal in this country and around the world. It is legal in other places around the world, but for some reason, the God-fearing, so-called God-fearing Christian nation still uh, prohibits it. All except for like one part of uh, Vegas, and even then, it's um, uh, it's 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 dicey. 
at best. Verse 4. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came, where where they were from. So um, the the government uh, went to Rahab, the working girl, and um, questioned her about the spies that would be the children of Israel, Joshua and Caleb, presumably, but at least Joshua for sure. Um, and wondering where are they at because they knew that they went to her. How they knew they went to her, I don't know. Maybe she was very popular. Um, I don't know. Maybe someone just saw them go there. But um, they went to her to question her, and she said, yes, they went there, but they kept it moving. Verse 5, and it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. So like many of the most effective lies, including the lies that churches and holy folks who thump their Bibles make up about the Bible, some of the most convincing lies are ones that have a grain of truth in them. So she um, opened with the truth that yes, the spies, the men had come to her, but she um, included the huge lie um, that she didn't know where they went. Uh, How do we know that? I just happen to know it because I remember the story, but let's keep reading and see. Verse 6. So, before that, so she's letting them know that, yeah, they came by there, but um, they're gone now. She doesn't know where they went, but if you hurry up, you might be able to catch them. Verse 6. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. So, I don't know what um, stalks of flax look like. Um, Agriculture is not my strong suit, but I imagine it's something like um, sugar cane, long and like broomsticks, even that sort of shape, long, cylindrical, and hard like broomsticks. So that's what I'm picturing. But of course, you can Google it and see what a stalk of flax looks like. But whatever it is, that's where she hid them at um, on top of her roof. Verse 7, then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords, and as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. So when I read that, that I picture something like in the Lord of the Rings, when the um, ring raiders or the, the demon kings or whatever they were went um, on their mission and left the gate of the city. It's that sort of like that where the city's closed in with the gate so that they can monitor who's coming in and who's going out. And uh, basically as a defense. Um, so the they went out and they pursued them and then the gates were shut. Um, I'm sorry, they didn't go out. They just think they went out and um, they went in pursuit of them Left and left the city and the gates were shut. Verse 8, now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof. So the spies are still with Rahab on her roof, verse 9, and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. So she's um, she knows how, it's not clear, but she knows the different um, the apparent prophecies of the uh, that the that the children of Israel got from the days of Moses that they were to go to the that area what we now call Palestine and also call Israel that they call the promised land but was officially named Canaan that same area that um somehow she knew that um there were the land was would be would fall to them that they'd conquer and possess that land 
Um, probably because the spies who went out before these two spies had gone around and questioned and, you know, spied it out, spied out the land. But also because we know that, according to the Bible, there are many different religions followed in the Bible, not just Judaism, not just Christianity, not just Catholicism. Other religions before those three are even mentioned uh, with their um, with their tenets. There was witchcraft. There were other quote-unquote gods that were being worshipped by many of the different people they'd encountered. And some of those um, rituals that they included, uh, or that they worshipped, that they used in their worship, included things like um, divination and sort of that's basically prophecy and um, like crystal ball reading, tea leaves reading, somehow being able to tell what's going to happen. And um, in some cases, at least one case, um, someone who's not of any of those religions was able to summon the Lord according to the narrative by making animal sacrifices and the Lord on demand would appear not once, not twice, but three different times. Um, so anyway, just so we understand that there are different different people in the Bible have different ways of being in touch with uh, the divine. Verse 10, For we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. So she's letting them know she knows their reputation and the um, the, the different signs and wonders as they call them that were performed um, in the days of Moses to rescue them from enslavement in Africa when they left Egypt and got to where they are now, the gates of their promised land, the east side of the Jordan River where they're at now. Um, so she's heard the stories of um, their journeys and she's aware of it and believes that God is on their side basically. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things hearts melted neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you for the lord your god he is god in he in heaven above and on earth beneath so she's um rahab is acknowledging the fact that again the lord seems to be working on their behalf and moving mountains figuratively to get them to where they are now and give them the victory over those who oppose them all along the way. So um, she's aware of all of that. It's like she's up on the news. She's not walking around green. Um, and she's acknowledging that the Lord they're worshiping is um, Lord of heaven and earth um, by what she said. Verse 12. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I've shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. So she's asking them to um, make a treaty with her, make a deal with her, um, that since she did them a favor and didn't turn them over when they were being sought out, to do her a favor when their people um, go to the land and occupy it and conquer it. Because she believes the... Um, their mission is going to be successful. So she's basically saving her life, or at least doing all she can to save her life by making an agreement with the two spies who have uh, who went to her. And notice how it doesn't talk anything about um, the fact that um, they went to her, so they weren't going to her for cookies, uh, not those kind of cookies. They were going to her for other things, and not one at a time, the both of them went to her. So 
another thing that gets condemned in modern times or at least frowned upon is not even doesn't even raise a eyebrow here in the bible itself um threesomes in other words um assuming they didn't all have fun together at once but so what she's telling them is um to make a deal with her since she helped them out help her out verse 13 and spare my father my mother my brothers my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death so she that's what she's asking them for she's saying since she helped save their lives from the government that was after them do her a favor do her a kindness do right by her and save her life when their people go into where she's at to conquer it verse 14 so the men answered her our lives for yours if none of you tell this business of ours and it shall be when the lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you so um she's letting them uh, they've agreed with her that if they keep it a secret that um that they were there that the spies were there and what their mission is then they'll be um they'll keep their word in keeping her and her family safe um, but it'll be life for life. If she doesn't keep the um, agreement, then they won't. They'll be free from that agreement also. Um, verse fifteen. Then she left them. I'm sorry. Then she let them down by a rope through the window. For her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. So again, the city's enclosed by a wall, just like you know the Great Wall of China. It's not actually a city enclosed in there, but she's living on that wall so she's able to let down a rope from uh, presumably a window from that wall and let them escape the city without having to go through the city and be spotted risk being spotted verse 16 and she said to them get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you hide there three days until the pursuers have returned afterward you may go your way so she's very wise she's letting them know don't just try and make a run for it um, and just straight away get to where you came from because you could be caught along the way. Instead, just hide out for a few days and then go on your way Once the pe uh, after the people who are looking for you have already come back because then they won't, uh, they'll have given up. They'll assume that either they got so far ahead of them that they couldn't catch up with them or they went some other way, but they'll give up the mission of trying to find them after that time so she's given them good advice she made a good deal with them and this reminds me of the time when i was abducted at gunpoint and chased and thank god like i said before um i doubled back to get away from the person chasing me and um just by the grace of god escaped them so similarly um, they're sort of doubling back they're not trying to outrun the people who are pursuing them instead they're just going to hide out and let the pursuers pass them uh, miss them on the way and then once they're done head on their way sort of the same thing I did thank God um, so um, verse 17 so the men said to her we will be blameless to this oath of yours which you have made us swear so they're saying they're going to keep the promise. They're going to keep the deal they made with her. And then verse 18, unless we, when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your home, own home. So they're saying the way that the deal will be sealed is they'll, they agree to the deal. 
but once um the they the spies with all of their armies return to the city to conquer it they're saying if she doesn't hang that rope out the window so that they'll know that's her window that's the one who um helped us out that's the one who we made the deal with they're saying if you don't do that then the deal is broken and they'll be blameless if her family gets slaughtered and her too so that that's the that's the that's what seals the deal by putting that rope in the window the rope that she gave them to use to help escape verse 19 so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless and whoever is with you in the house his blood shall be on our head if a hair if a hand is laid on him so they're saying that's going to be the deal if she, as long as she hangs the rope in the window if they violate the 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 agreement the oath that they're making with her if um if as long as the rope is hanging in the window then that's going to be on them they'll have shed innocent blood and they're going to have to pay for it in the in a in a divine recompense sense but they're saying but if she or if they even leave the house because that's the agreement it has to be her all her loved ones right there in her house where that rope is hanging from the window to make sure that the armies know to leave her alone that she has immunity and is safe her and those with her verse 20 and if you tell this business of ours then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear so they're saying also if she doesn't hang the rope in the window if she doesn't have her family in her house with her or if she has loose lips uh, and tells the um the agreement to other people then the oath is broken the promise is broken and all bets are off verse 21 and she said according to your words so be it and she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet cord in the window so she um is she helped them out let them escape and hung the rope in the window just like the agreement was so that when the armies um get to jericho they'll notice that red rope hanging from the window and know that she's the one who helped them out and not to attack her but keep her and her family unharmed verse 22 they departed and went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned the pursuers sought them all along the way but did not find them so um they were they were smart enough to hear, listen to what she said and did what she said they waited out three days until the people chasing them returned after not finding them verse 23 so the two men returned descended from the mountain and crossed over and they came to joshua the son of nun and told him all that had befallen them so they made it back from their mission safely returned to joshua and reported back to him what happened verse 24 and they said to joshua truly the lord has delivered all the land into our hands for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us so the spies in this instance returned with a positive report unlike when they spied out other people spied out the land before when joshua and the others spied out the land before only joshua and caleb had a good report of going in and conquering the land in this instance joshua and whoever was with him maybe caleb again it's not clear um but the two of them returned this time safely and reported all the things that had happened presumably also the deal that they made with the profound prostitute named rahab that's the last verse in this chapter, so that's where we're going to end this reading. As always, I appreciate you checking out The Naked Truth with me and hope you'll join me again. I love you. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Peace be with you.